Well, welcome to this week's edition of Call Connected and Committed. I am very excited to have co-founder of Fame Ed, a head teacher of North London School, Alana Gay, on the show this week. Alana, welcome to the podcast. Welcome and thank you for having me. Fantastic. I feel very um, honoured to be invited. Oh, it, well, you are such a media celebrity that we are thrilled that you would um, speak to uh, speak to us and our, and our leaders across the country. Um, we are going to be um, talking about uh, our leadership practice, celebrating diversity this week. And um, we're actually going to be taking a focus on this regularly throughout this term because we're really convinced that it's not just something we could um, look at for one week and somehow think that we've kind of ticked another thing off. But actually, it's a much more fundamental culture change in our in our leadership. So Alana is going to be um, chatting with me today about that. We're also very excited that we have been able to second Alana to work with us in the Church of England team um, for some time during this year, which is going to lead to all kinds of exciting things, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But um, before we do that, in our time-honoured tradition, we're going to invite Alana just to read part of this week's uh, reflection, Celebrating Diversity. Leaders in education cherish diversity and inclusion, recognizing that their communities are inherently better and richer in their differences. They take every opportunity to celebrate learning together and hold their doors open for people from all backgrounds and traditions. Leaders unlock opportunities for their children to flourish in a wide variety of disciplines, not simply those that are measured. They patiently nurture development and growth, knowing that character stands at the heart of educational achievement. An authentic Christian vision for living well together is one that is scandalously inclusive, where all are welcomed, where everyone gets to play a part. Leaders should not seek diversity and inclusion just because it is the correct thing to do. We should pursue it and chase it down because it is inherently better. Diverse teams do not simply tick boxes or fulfill targets. We think, lead, teach, and learn better because of our diversity. Hey, Alana, thank you. Um, I just want to, just to start with, as you're kind of reading that through, you know, what kind of, what phrases sort of jump out for you from that text, you know, of particular interest or what gets you thinking from that? I think the core belief that matches with me is that leaders unlock opportunities for their children to develop and flourish in a wide variety of disciplines. Because when we think about education and the purpose of education, it's not just about achieving grades or just simply about knowledge, but it's also about how do we develop an understanding of each other within our global community? How do we bond to each other? How are we connected across the piece? And having that vision where we are learning around, or learning about each other and uh, really entrenched in the learning around all of our different differences and cultures and backgrounds and appreciating it, not just simply doing it because oh well today is that celebration day so let's have a look at them so it's not in that othering manner instead it's something that is inherent to bring us all closer together 
-hmm. And for me, that needs to be one of the core moral values of us in ed for us in education. Yeah, that's that's great. T tell us a bit more about. Um, I'm really intrigued by your term othering. Um, you know what what does that what does that what does that mean, and what are the pitfalls, mm. what are the challenges of that? When right, so when we consider within UK education, there is a core set of learning that occurs, or a core set of beliefs and behaviours and traditions that occur that are central to the British experience or the traditional British experience. So therefore, when we start talking about, well, we need to have more diversity and inclusion, what happens is you end up with an add-on day. So you end up with Black History Month or South Asian heritage or Gypsy and Roma Traveler heritage, where it's done as a celebration, but a celebration by the means of celebrating outsiders as opposed to as the means of inclusion. And I think that's where we often get diversity wrong. So diversity isn't about us celebrating others externally. It's about us being able to encompass the traditions of others and have them as a part of our celebration of being British. In modern Britain, othering and having people external and saying, oh, well, that's your thing, that's not British. That doesn't work anymore because society has changed and as society evolves, we need to evolve alongside it. And we need to have a full appreciation for all of the cultures, all of the traditions, all of the different people that make up British society. Mm -hmm. And what, I mean, one of the things that you, that you immediately get me thinking about there is that in our network of um, schools across the country, I mean, literally from the tip of Cornwall to the top of Northumberland, um, you know, there's all kinds of different um, social settings that those schools serve and yeah. different demographics and all of that. Yeah. And sometimes it, we can, I think sometimes we can like, let ourselves off the hook that this sort of issue is not our issue because, you know, we live in this particular part of the country and, you know, and, and what, 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 what are the opportunities, you know? I mean, my, my yeah. background as a leader in uh, inner city school in Nottingham, you know, the thought of diversity not being at the heart of what we were doing was inconceivable because it was yeah. totally part of serving an inner city community. But if you're in a different kind of setting, you know, what are the opportunities that you can embrace as a leader to kind of really move that forward? I think no matter what setting you're in, the beauty of where we are right now in education is that you have the opportunity to bring different perspectives. So I think it's what English teachers refer to as you can hold up the mirror, but you also need to have them look through the window. So when we are thinking about what we should be doing within our setting, yes, you should hold up a mirror to your students so that they see themselves reflected as, and see your community reflected in the work that they're doing. But we also need to have them look outside the window, have them have a perspective and an understanding of everyone else that's around them, because it's no longer about preparing for just your local community. It's about preparing for a global community, which we are a big part of. And I think when we think about othering or even encompassing all of that, you can look at some of the simple factors, the simple discriminations that occur. So one of them is regional accents. If you have an accent and you're from the north, you're far less likely to be heralded as highly intelligent because all of these false stereotypes exist. If I'm in Cornwall, there is a stereotype that will exist around that community. How do we teach each other? 
or teach about each other in a way that we don't hold on to the stereotypes, we dispel them. Now that's a change that everybody will want to make. So if we take that as one fine example, how can we extend that into listening to an accent like mine, nice Caribbean accent, uh, listening to African accents, Asian accents, just bringing that and making that not a deciding factor. How do we look past that bias so that we are enabling our students to be able to know that no matter what background you are from, the opportunities for you to progress are actually there and be just being honest in that manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's really helpful. I mean, w- one of the things we've been, um, yeah, one of the things we've, we've been reflecting on and beginning our work with you on is how we, um, how we sustain a long-term vision for this as opposed to simply respond to a short-term crisis yeah. Um, yeah. And, and how we you know like many organizations respond to you know that what you might say you know the checkered history of faith-based inclusion you know religion doesn't have a great reputation if you look over the last millennia for yeah. you know working well together necessarily although obviously there are some real exceptions that how how do we as we kind of re-enter this new year with all the other challenges we're facing, how do we find like the energy and the space and the longer term commitment for actually doing something different in diversity inclusion, getting beyond just responding to the worldwide media thing mm-hmm. of the la- last term? What, what, what are your reflections on that? I think people, first of all, we need the space and time to be reflective. We need to sit and genuinely think, what is it that I believe in? What is it, what do I want our society to be like? And what small measures, as tiny as they are, am I going to take in order to make that a reality? Now, for diversity and inclusion, it doesn't have to be grand measures and really large changes because even the small changes allow you to have your own personality and have authenticity coming through the systems. So the Church of England as it exists in Trinidad is not like the Church of England as it exists in the UK, but it is definitely still the Church of England because all of the core elements that and beliefs and values that the Church of England hold true are exactly the same ones that we have in Trinidad, but when we go to church, the music, the mood, the people who are there, the manner in which we celebrate, the manner in which our priest will speak to us is very different to what we would get in the UK. But that doesn't make us any less a part of the entire worldwide church or any less a part of the belief system and the value system for the church. If we can take that and transport that into education and transport that into our personal lives. You don't lose a part of yourself by encompassing and embracing diversity. What you're doing instead is you're embellishing and you're enriching yourself because you're knowing so much more about that world around you. Okay, stop. That was incredible. Say that last bit again. You don't, <laughs> that was like you a quotable, quotable quote. We need a t-shirt and everything. <laughs> Say that again, you don't lose your... So you don't lose yourself by embracing a diversity. You don't lose a part of yourself. What you are doing is enriching and embellishing yourself because now you have an understanding and you have... And I can't even remember it now. Now you're enriched. Oh my goodness. Now you're enriched by so many more factors that will be occurring around you. 
Yeah, that's great. I love that. I mean, I mean, that's kind of what I think you've just said what we're trying to say in our document in a more eloquent way. I, you know, I the the point of the point of the point of all this is not just simply to say, well, the reason we need to focus on this is because you know organizations should, and it would be, yeah, we need to get this percentage up or that percentage down or, or whatever. That is all important, but. I think it, for me, it, it starts from a much deeper place of, of what you just said, i.e., do you, do you think it would be better if we were more diverse in the way we think? I mean, if, if the answer is yes, then do something about it. If the answer is no, then don't do something about it. But, you know, do you mm -hmm. think that would be, would that, would that, that be better? And, and I think that, you know, that I think too often we can, as leaders, we can be, you know, we, we can reflect on the, the extent to which we are comfortable in groupthink and comfortable in just finding people that um, reinforce our views because that makes us feel good generally. Yeah, um, yeah. When, when, when actually we need to, um, you know, we really need to make space for lots of different voices at our table and be uh, be as hospitable as, 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 as possible, right? And that, and that is... Yeah ultimately very enriching experience and it is because we are sociable beings we want to socialize we want to understand and it is through our shared experiences that we're able to do better and become better and to think better than we currently do if you only have one experience you only see one type of person or you only have one form of conversation and it's all very much pretty much monocultural and pretty much monothink, then you're not really evolving and enriching your experiences. Those shared experiences just are not the same as if you have a wide variety and you start to question, you start to think, you start to wonder. Our world doesn't come about, the beauty of our world is not in just having a singular thing. It's about the variety of organisms, the variety of experiences, even the variety of weather that we are able to have. That's what gives us all these shared experiences that we're then able to come together, discuss and decide what we want to do next and how we can make things better and where does change need to happen and where do things need to remain exactly the same? Mm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's, in, it's, it's inspiring stuff. And, um, you know, I, I guess just those listening, I just really encourage you to dive back into that. It's only one page of this document that's, you know, that we're focusing on, but we're going to be returning to that every, every other issue of called Connected Committed this term, because we want to see it not just as a, you know, great, we've had this chat today and on to the next thing, but actually we want to firm up our commitment um, and actually begin to move, move some of the culture change things, which are pretty difficult, frankly, to change. Yeah. We have to work together for a good proportion of time to have a, have a, have a, have a go at those. Um, I suppose the advantage for everyone here is that because the Church of England is so well connected that you can create those partnerships. So for the experiences and the things that you can't have, ensure that you become a part of a program where there's a group of individuals that will allow you to think differently, that will be having different experiences. So link Cornwall to London to Nottingham to wherever else you need to be. You have the opportunity to do that and to start thinking differently and to use those shared values so that you are able to embrace diversity and inclusion within your schools. That's great. 
Well, we'll be hearing more from Alana, no doubt, as she very excitingly works with our team nationally and locally. Lots of different dioceses getting involved in some really tangible stuff um, this this year, and we're thrilled to be part of that conversation. So look we'll look out for more as it comes alana thank you so much for your time today joining us on this um podcast and um let's continue the journey together thank you so much andy